Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. I am 24. This is my podcast, 24's Podcast. Whether it's a good idea or not, I'm back straight after the Super Bowl. I would usually take Monday off, but I want to have Friday off. I'm going to, at the end of the week, pause the music, sorry. I hate to cut her off when she's absolutely killing it. I'm going to, after this week's podcast, I'm going to have a two-week break, and then I'm gone, and then I'm done with the podcast for two weeks. Then I'm back. Unpause my music. We're going to talk about the greatness of Patrick Mahomes. We're going to talk about the lackluster performance by the San Francisco 49ers. I've been doing a bunch of my homework for the last hour, but I'll talk about it all, ladies and gentlemen, right here at 24's Podcast. Beautiful, beautiful rendition of, obviously, Big Frank, Frank, Shin, Frank Sinatra's, excuse me, beautiful song, fly me to the moon, let me dance, what is it, sing among the songs, dun, 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 on Jupiter, it's, it's a great rendition of that song. Um, it's the Neon Genesis Evangelion version of it that plays at the end. I love the little piano ballad or the piano parts of it as well. It's just, it's fantastic. Oh my gosh. For some weird, let me, hold on. I'm, uh, let me just say like, I'm going to like try and like post the link. Hold on. I have to submit this like. I have to submit this thing and um this like this thing for class and I'm trying to find it I I mean I'm just like I'll just copy it and then I'll I'm copying the link hold on let me uh, I'll explain what I'm doing actually you know what hold on Okay. All right. Sorry about that. I just had to. I can't attack. Oh my God! Sorry. <clears throat> um. Okay. Sorry. Hold on. Okay, there we go. Sorry. I was about to freak out. I mean, technically, I already fr uh, freaked out. 
All right, I had um, I just had to upload like one assignment that was due like later on tonight. Technically at midnight, it's it's like midnight actually in two minutes. Oh gosh, sorry, I'm a little bit tired from the Super Bowl from running. I ran three miles yesterday in the pouring rain. I I hate how much the temperature is fluctuating. I go to school with a hoodie on thinking, you know, it's a little bit hot, a little bit hot in class. I'll take off my hoodie. I'll put my hoodie in my car. I walk outside. It's it's a nice crisp 60 degrees. I walk back outside for lab and astronomy. It's 43 degrees outside. I'm like, what is going on with this weather? My right foot is in so much pain. I ran three miles literally the day of the Super Bowl in the pouring rain. I was only supposed to run two. I was like, what is going on? Why am I this hurt? Why am I this tired? Please help. Send help. But I'm back. I am. I'm back on the podcast. I'm back on the show. We're here to recap the Super Bowl. We may not recap everything because there's just a lot of stories, a lot of narratives coming out about the, uh, the podcast. I will say this, not about the podcast, but about the um, the Super Bowl. I will say this, and I'll open up the show with this. I um, I don't want to say I told you so. I was about to be obnoxious about it and be like, I told you so. Told you Patrick Mahomes is going to win. Shout out to Patrick Mahomes. Um, I don't know. I it, l- Let me start with Brock Purdy, because there is this weird conversation surrounding Brock Purdy with a bunch of people who are emphatically defending him for reasons that I I'm a bit shocked by to be honest with you because people cannot it's interesting how much people either don't study history or don't recollect history and they just they're very subjective and they're like well I I, I just, I don't remember anything that ha- has happened in the last X amount of time. Let me kind of show you something here. There is this little tete-a-tete that Dan Orlovsky and Shannon Sharp had earlier this morning. So let me try and find it. I thought it was kind of interesting. Here it is. It was like 19 minutes. We're not going to listen to all of it. But I kind of just wanted to play a little bit of it, so I'll play um I'll play Shannon Sharp's bit here. Here it is. Here it is. The start. This is Shannon Sharp. Unpause, please. Pretty prove he's a top quarterback to you yesterday. I got more questions. Oh my gosh. Cause he just said, what did he say, Stephen A? We had the team to win the Super Bowl. You had a ten point lead, three of twelve on third down. 25%. And I told you, Dio, oh, he's going to silence all the critics. Oh, all this goes away. I said, Dio, if he doesn't win this game, you will still have more questions about Brock Purdy. And with that team, no excuses. You had Debo. You had Ayuk. You had C-Mac. You had Trent Williams. You, you had everything George that you Kittle. needed. Because let me ask you a question. If I put Patrick Mahomes on San Francisco, how many championships do they win, Dio? If I gave him that, uh, don't do this. Uh, Whoa, 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 whoa. With that roster, 
if I give Josh Allen that roster, if I give Lamar Jackson, if I give Joe Burrow that Dark roster, Prescott. because that's what you're saying. That's what, no, no, you're saying he's top. So how, what, what's top? Top 10, top 12, top what, top oh, he's what? He's firmly top 10. Rob Purdy is firmly a top 10 quarterback in the NFL. He, he's absolutely played himself into top seven conversation. I mean, I can, I, probably, I can rattle off seven, eight names off the top of my head that I would take instead, instead of him. And if I put those guys in that same offense, they would be better than him. That's just me. I think there's still questions about the, about the, shouldn't say greatness, but I still have, he didn't silence all, but he had done a great job against Green Bay coming from behind. He did a great job against San Francisco. But, Dio, you know how this works. When you got that roster, you got to close the deal. I still have questions, and I'm sorry if you don't, that he's answered all your questions. He's checked all the boxes, but he hasn't for me. Let me... Let me say this deal. You want to chime in, deal? You want me to go first? I'm not gonna pay play this. Oh, uh, I was about to like Stephen A. interjects multiple times. Uh, hold on, I'll fast forward ahead. through the. Okay, I'll fast forward through it because they're gonna let Stephen A. ramble on about how he likes Dan Orlovsky and blah 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 blah. Um, I'm trying to find it. Oh man, I didn't see this part. Oh, okay. Oh, I think I did. Here's. Here's a little bit more. Here's a little bit more of it. It's been more flabbergasted by your guys' feelings. Okay, I'm not acting here. This isn't like I'm being very genuine here. Oh, first of all, McCaffrey had 30 touches. What, how many would do we want? 40? He had 30 if touches. Necessary. It's the Super Bowl if necessary. He had 30 touches. How I mean, many a, rushes? A, how many 22 rushes? 22 or 23? Something it, like that. I mean, he only had 80 yards rushing, Shannon. You, Kansas City's defense had done a tremendous job of minimizing their success. You talk about third down and the performance by the quarterback on third down. Kansas City's got one of the best third down defenses in football. That's why I told everybody for the two weeks, if San Francisco doesn't win first down, they're not going to be that good on offense. Bro, which is why, which goes into Shannon Sharp's point. It goes into Shannon Sharp's point. Right? Okay, let me. I'm I'm stopping the question here because people are making me go insane. I'm reading like the comments as well, and the comments are also insane. So today has been, and I'm trying to like preserve my voice because I have to uh, give like this presentation at my college for African American History Month tomorrow, and I kind of haven't really started it. I'm gonna probably kind of wing it, but I'm good at winging things. Here's the thing about. Brock Purdy and the discourse around him and I'll kind of open it up with a like a like a whole like like proposition and kind of a key component and a main a main argument. I'll start there, right? Main argument is this. Brock Purdy is I'm tired. Brock Purdy is reliant upon his team. Full stop. Excuse me. His performance is relying upon his team. And some people are going to say, well, no shit, Sherlock. He's a quarterback. Every quarterback is relying upon his team. I would let me go further, right? Let me go. Let me elaborate. Brock Purdy's performance is directly tied to how Christian McCaffrey plays, how Brandon Ayuk plays, right? If I take out those two players, he has 
he will be uh, he he will probably not play very well. And as a matter of fact, I talked about it a lot. I said, look, uh, if Christian McCaffrey doesn't pop off, they're not winning the game. And in some ways he did, in some ways he didn't. Right. My issue with Brock Purdy's with the whole narrative surrounding Brock Purdy, my issue with the rhetoric, my issue with the conversation, especially the one that was had today, is that people refuse to learn from history. Jimmy Garoppolo two years ago, everyone could plainly see was an issue for the San Francisco 49ers. Jimmy Garoppolo was such an issue that the 49ers drafted and traded up in the draft to get Trey Lance, who is now not on the football team because they quote-unquote found their guy in Brock Purdy, right? They found him. They get rid of Jimmy this season officially. They are done with him. He is gone. Brock Purdy is the guy. But the same problems arise, right? Bottom of the fourth quarter, Brock Purdy needs to do one of two things, right? If Brock Purdy at any point in the fourth quarter scores a touchdown, the Niners win the game. They win the game. When it was 10-3, Brock Purdy scores a touchdown. They probably win the game. I have the final score right here, 25-22. The Chiefs scored their final touchdown of the game in overtime. I think they scored two field goals in the fourth quarter. Two field goals. They scored two touchdowns in the game. Kansas City. It's... It's like, I don't, I don't, I don't understand it. Make it make sense to me, right? If you're somebody who is, who is a Brock Purdy fan, and for some weird reason, there's a lot of people that are on Brock Purdy's nuts today that are like, it's not his fault. He lost the game. It's not his, it's like you held Kansas city checks notes to 19 points before overtime, before overtime, 19 points. You can't score 20, 20 points in a football game against the Chiefs when you have Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, Christian McCaffrey, 20 points. And I get it. He's a young and experienced football player. And so maybe he will improve, but like, like what's it? Dan Orlovsky said that he's a top 10, top seven quarterback in the NFL. And I was like, not by some of the throws that I saw him try to make last night. He was missing throws and Shannon has said, and I've said this all the time. I've, I've said this in kind of a uh, malicious manner and a comedic manner where it's just like, I talk about how the 49ers have like a track team of all stars and pro bowl players. But I'm right and Shannon's right. If I put Lamar or Josh or whomever on that team, they probably win that game. Sorry, not sorry. Joe, Dak, you know, Justin Herbert. I probably could put Kirk Cousins on that team. They probably win that game. I probably could. There is nothing that he did last night that impressed me. People are like, he played a good game. It's like, like what the? Do you think that they're going to the Super Bowl next year? Do people actually think that? 
every single, let me tell you what's about to happen. Every single NFC team that has any chance of winning the Super Bowl, first and foremost, Detroit should have been in the Super Bowl if they had actually done their job and finished the game after halftime. If they had finished the 49ers off and said, you know what, we're done screwing around, we're going to fucking batten down the hatches. They let Christian McCaffrey off the hook. They let him run Rackshaw. And then they also stopped being able to run the football efficiently and effectively themselves. That's the whole reason why Kansas City checks notes, gave Isaiah Pacheco 18 carries for 3.3 yards per carry. Pacheco was terrible. Detroit should have been in the Super Bowl. That's a fact. They should have been. They let their foot off the gas. They didn't pay attention to what was going on. They let the 49ers off the hook. 49ers, to me, should have won the Super Bowl this year. It's just not a contest. It's They should have won it. They, I mean, they gave everybody their best shot. They gave the NFL. They gave the league. They gave the NFC. Their best shot, they took over the NFC. They gave Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs their best shot. And they came up short. Let's take a look at their cap space. Let's take a look at their team. Let's let's take a look at some of the signees on the Niners here. They're $3 million over the cap. Debo Samuel is going to get paid $28 million. Debo Samuel in the Super Bowl. Had 33 yards on three catches. Brandon Ayuk wasn't very wasn't that much better. 49 yards on three catches. The interesting thing about Debo Samuel, and let's keep it here for context about his performance. Kyle Hughes checked the fullback, had two catches, 31 yards. The interesting thing about Debo Samuel as a player, right, is that Debo is, I mean, he's one of the top, or at least he was one of the top wide receivers in the NFL. Brock Purdy doesn't have any rapport with him not an inkling of a feeling he has no idea what to do with him and it kind of goes with Brandon Ayuk if Brandon Ayuk is running a deep crossing route that just crosses Brock Purdy's face and he has like two or three yards of separation I mean Brock Purdy at times is money but if it's like an out route if it's a quick out route if it's not if it's not something shallow or if it's not just blatantly obvious what's going on in front of Brock he struggles he has very very little touch on the ball I have no idea why people are saucing him up the way that they are I really don't it's like his best target outside of Brandon Ayuk should be Debo Samuel and his other best target in George Kittle had two catches four yards shocked at that fact George Kittle I think has a thousand yards doesn't he Doesn't he? I remember looking up his stats, and I was like, oh, his stats are still pretty good. Yeah, he has 1,000 yards, six six touchdowns. Like, I know he kind of got hurt in the, in the Super Bowl, but, I mean, this is kind of symbolic about a lot of the playoffs. Like, every single game, George Kittle, I mean, George Kittle comes out against the Packers, four catches, 81 yards. Bananas. Against the Lions the next week, two catches, 27 yards, Super Bowl. He gets two weeks off, two catches, 
four yards. I mean, George Kittle at times is popping off this season. Against the Bengals, he had nine catches for 149 yards. Against Jacksonville, he has three catches, 116 yards. He's going bananas. Even against the Ravens, seven catches, 126 yards. He had a good season. He had a great season this year. Playoffs, non-existent. Take a look at Debo Samuel's numbers. Let's take a look. Let's take a look. After that 1,400 yard in 2021, last two years have been bupkis for him. He still has great yards per catch, but he's just not getting a whole lot of catches. 60 receptions this year. 892 yards. That's 14.9 yards per carry, folks. That is fantastic. Seven touchdowns. That's fantastic. He's just not getting any targets. When he gets the targets against Seattle, goes off for 149 yards and a touchdown. Against the Lions, eight, eight receptions. 89 yards, right? But check this out. Outside of that playoff game against the Lions, again, in the Chiefs, three receptions, 33 yards. Packers, two receptions, 24. Rams, two receptions, 21. Commanders, five receptions, 37. Ravens, four for 47. Cardinals, four for 48. Going all the way back to the December 10th game against Seattle. If you just take out, I mean the Lions game wasn't a uh, wasn't a 100-yard game, but I'm just saying it's it's a high reception game. If I take that game out, it has been 2 months since Debo Samuel has gotten anywhere close to 100 yards. That's a problem. That kind of shows like a lack of rapport, especially in the playoffs, especially down the stretch. Maybe he's hurt, maybe he's not. I don't know. I don't know, but that's a fact, and it's like Debo Samuel is getting paid $28 million. Eric Armstead, I mean, how horrendous of a contract signing he was and is versus the signing of the trade, excuse me, of DeForest Buckner. I mean, Eric Armstead, five sacks this year, 2022, two sacks, 2021, six, 2020, three and a half. Ever since his major contract signing after or um, after I think the 2019 season, the season that they went to the Super Bowl, he's not had a 10 sack season. They thought he was going to go gangbusters. He's just been a bust. Durr, a buster. Eric Armstead, $28 million. Fred Warner, fantastic. George Kittle, we talked about. He's their other big, big guy. Javon Hargrave, $50 million. He's. He's not very good anymore. Nick Bosa, another player that was great, right? Great for like a couple of years, but is now having a down season, a down career, right? What I mean by that is that like you look at Nick Bosa's numbers, right? He's a defensive player of the year, right? Great player, great player. But Nick Bosa, you look at his numbers, you're like 10 and a half sacks. Oh, that's pretty good, right? I mean, it's, it's Eric Armstead when they went to the Super Bowl in 2019. But then you look at his season totals, right? Rookie season, nine sacks. You're like, oh, my God, he's going to go ballistic. That next season in 2020, tears his ACL. You're like, okay, that season is done. 
Next two seasons, 15 and a half sacks, 18 and a half sacks. This season, 10 and a half sacks. Is he the problem? Is he the issue? He's on a down year. He's on a major down year. For him, I can't explain it. Some people would say, well, he's getting double teamed. Well, that's why they have Javon Hargrave and Randy Gregory and Chase Young and all those and Eric Armstead. They aren't alleviating the pressure for Nick Bosa. And at times, I mean, let me tell you something. In the Super Bowl, I mean, I'm watching the Nickelodeon broadcast. By the way, best broadcast ever. SpongeBob, Patrick, Sandy Cheeks, Nate Burleson, whatever the Eagle guy is, Ian Eagle, whatever his name is, Young Dylan, that's the one of the sideline reporters, and Adam Schefter's daughter. They all did a fantastic job entertaining the masses. But I'm watching the Super Bowl again, and it's like Nick Bosa was getting locked up. They were single blocking him. They didn't care. They shifted protection over to Donovan Smith's side. Not because Nick Bosa was there, but because Nick Bo- not Nick Bosa, excuse me, but because Donovan Smith was struggling and they had had it. I had had it with his with his ass as well. I was like, help him out. Stop screwing around. I'm tired of this guy. He's terrible. But Nick Bosa is starting to struggle. He's starting to he's starting to have issues with being able to be contained. Teams are able to contain him more, better, more efficiently. They don't need to double team him. They don't need to triple team him. Team him. They don't need to do that anymore. And so now you have Nick Bosa, your best player who really doesn't need to have any special attention towards him. And so everybody's like, you know, well, Brock Purdy is this and that and da-da-da-da-da. If Brock Purdy is a symptom of the scheme, just like Jimmy Garoppolo, and the scheme is, to me, the 49ers are running out of time. If they haven't already ran out of time. I mean... Perfect fucking example here. Remember how I said if the 49ers score a touchdown, they probably won the game? I mean, there's so many throws in the second half. Shannon Sharp does a great job at elaborating. Dan Orlovsky uh, Dan kind of flounders around here. Let me tell you something. If you go back and if you watch the game, 14 minutes left in the game, left in the fourth quarter, right? Brock Purdy and the San Francisco 49ers, it is first and 10 at the 22. First and 10 at the 22. Let me show you what happens. Brock is under center. For the first time all day, they do this. They run play action with Christian McCaffrey. And Debo Samuel leaks out. It is perfect for him. A perfect job. Brock Purdy has to step up in the pocket and take a fucking shot by Chris Jones, who is pressuring him. I mean, he's in the backfield right now. I've paused it. He's in the backfield right now. Brock Purdy has to step up and take a fucking shot by Chris Jones to nail this touchdown. Instead, he kind of like, he kind of doesn't set up right his feet. He kind of doesn't get underneath him. He throws off of a weird platform because he's worried about getting hit. And he just, the ball isn't even in the field of play. Debo Samuel can literally not make a play on the ball. And he's beaten three guys. Touchdown Niners in that scenario. Going up 
17-13 at that point. There's your 20 points because I think the 49ers, they score like like um, nine points or something like that. They're going to kick a field goal and then they're going to score and then they're going to hit like two field goals, right? Yep. There's your game-winning touchdown right there. There it is. But like, I, I don't know what to tell you besides they lost the game. Do they score on this drive? I think they do. Right? I think they do. I think it was like the Juwan Jennings touchdown. The point still stands. It's like he missed the throw. But it's like, do they score it? I'm trying to see. I want to be fair to Brock here. No, they don't. They kick the field goal. They stop them. Kansas City stops them. Yeah, I was right. I was like, is this? I'm tired. I'm like, is this the Jawan Jennings touchdown where they run a double pass? No, it's fourth and three. They don't go for it. I thought for like maybe a second they would. They don't. I was right. That clinches the game. Oh, wait. Do they go forward on fourth down? No, I, I am. I'm wrong. Because they don't. They get it here on fourth down. It's Kittle. I'm fast forwarding through the game now. This is the Jawan Jennings double pass. Right? Now I'm confused. I think this is the Jawan Jennings double pass. No, the Jawan Jennings double pass happened early on in the game. Then what is, what what touchdown is this? No, this is the uh no, I was wrong. This is the uh the Jawan Jennings the Jawan Jennings uh what is it? The Jawan Jennings just like slant over the middle with Brock Purdy throws it to him, and um, he, like, runs through three Kansas City Chiefs and scores a touchdown. Point still stands, right? Mrs. Debo Samuel on a wide-open touchdown pass. Didn't really affect the game, but the point still stands. He's missing throws, easy throws that he should be making, right? Brock Purdy's numbers, 23 of 38, 255. What's he going to do next year? Is the expectation really going to be that Brock Purdy is going to carry this team? Like, that's kind of the question that I feel like people are not, like, that people aren't kind of, like, looking looking at, right? In my opinion, a lot of the top quarterbacks, regardless of who they were and are, regardless of how I like them or don't like them or whatever, all the top quarterbacks this year, to me, carry their teams. Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen. When Joe Burrow plays, it's Joe Burrow. Dak Prescott. Um, when Philadelphia is playing well, it's it's kind of Jalen Hurts. Um, when he's not playing well, hey, you kind of got the end of the uh, the Eagles season. You kind of saw what what was going on there. Like on and on and on and on and on. The top quarterbacks carry their fucking teams. And I just, I don't see it with Brock Purdy. I didn't see it in the Super Bowl. Did he have a good game? You know what Brock Purdy had? He had a safe game. He had a game in which he was not required to really do a whole lot, make a whole lot of throws, and they were still in the game. Their defense kept them in the game. Christian McCaffrey had 160 total yards in the Super Bowl. That's why I said during the broadcast and last night's podcast, I was like, if the 49ers win the Super Bowl, it's going to be Brock Purdy who's going to, not Brock Purdy, Christian McCaffrey who's going to win it because Christian McCaffrey has been doing everything all damn game. And with that, in regards to that, Brock Purdy didn't have to make a whole lot of throws. Like his numbers, they look good. 
but they're not good enough. A lot of the times he was checking it down. The Jawan Jennings touchdown that I incorrectly, correctly kind of got right, that was a play that was all Jawan Jennings just running through Kansas City Chiefs defenders. It was like a five-yard quick little slant. I can't tell you how many times it was to either, like Brock Purdy ran that exact same play to like Christian McCaffrey. Again, Christian McCaffrey had 80 yards on eight targets, like through the air, not just on the ground, but like through the air. Christian McCaffrey... I don't know how much money he's getting paid, but he was worth every single dime last night. How much money is he going to get paid this year? Is Christian McCaffrey on the books? He's not a free agent, is he? I'm looking at the Niners books. Let me just Google Christian McCaffrey here. It's weird. It's like he's not here. Here he is. I I I I just glanced over him multiple times. So he's on the books for fourteen million um, this year. He's gonna get paid a lot of money. Last year it was three million. He's a great player for them. He's he's their offense, but very very similarly to what happened to, for example, Ezekiel Elliott, where he just had a just a fucking huge decline immediately. It wasn't like he kind of had a decline. It was rapid, right? And it was around this carry total. It was around like 1,200, 1,300 carries, right? Ezekiel Elliott has 2,000 carries on his body. That's insane. Derrick Henry, right? Derrick Henry, we aren't really seeing a whole lot of decline there because he gets the ball a lot and he's, he's Derrick fucking Henry, you know? 1,100 yards, 12 touchdowns. At times, he'll pop off for like one of those 150-yard games, but he's not 2019 Derrick Henry, right? Same amount of carries as Ezekiel Elliott. Point is, when it comes to the running back position, you get really old really, really fucking fast, and Christian McCaffrey will will be in his 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, ninth year in the league this year. You really think he's going to pop off for five yards per carry again after 200 carries, 272 carries this year, plus however many, plus an additional 67. So we're talking about 330 touches. Most accurate number is 339 touches. You think he's going to be straight this or next season again? Okay. George Kittle wasn't very good in the Super Bowl after having a really good season. Debo Samuel wasn't. A lot of the star players just they weren't they weren't star players, man. It's problematic. Can't win games like that. They didn't win games. They didn't win last night. And this it, it I I don't mean to make this squarely about Brock Purdy because the loss isn't all on Brock Purdy. I'm also going to kind of take a shot at Kyle Shanahan. What the fuck was that at the end of the game? I think I talked about it in real time because uh, I watched some college football. Everybody knows based off of the new college overtime rules, every offense gets every offense gets another shot at at essentially like getting on the field and scoring, right? You start the uh, the drive at your opponent's 25. It's kind of like a shootout. And so what you do if you win the coin toss is you defer to your opponent. Your opponent picks if they 
um, like they, your opponent essentially gets the ball, right? The re opponent receives or you kick off or whatever, right? Regardless, the opponent receives the ball. So that way, you know, if they score a touchdown, then you have to score a touchdown. You're in four down territory. But if they score a field goal or if they don't score at all, you know now, okay, we can go for the field goal or you may know that you're in four down territory. It provides you with the information that you need in order to win the game. And Shanahan, once again, and everybody's talking about it, third time in a row, he's been in the Super Bowl, third fucking time, he has just been incapable of closing out football games, and I have no idea why. I Like, the first three plays of the drive in overtime, first and foremost, it should have just been Kansas City just wins the, the game outright off of a field goal. Those first three plays where it's just Brock Purdy drops back, drops back, drops back, were terrible, terribly called plays. I mean, god-awful plays. I don't know what he was on, what he was playing at, because Brock Purdy... And this is like another, like again, I didn't mean to take another shot at Brock Purdy, but this is just this is just like a ridiculous thing for me when I was watching the game where I was like, Brock Purdy is not the reason why you're about to win this game. It's because of Christian McCaffrey. And for the Niners, on those first three plays to just drop back over and over and over again with Purdy and not even like try to run it with Christian McCaffrey. And then of course, on that next ensuing drive it was like boom or, or uh not on the next ensuing drive when they got the holding on um i think whoever was guarding juan jennings it was just like okay now we're gonna go back to running the football because we don't want to lose the super bowl but it was it was a shock to me that shanahan would put the team at risk like that with purdy and it's the same mistake for the third time in a row. Like, you got to give credit to Shanahan, right? Shanahan goes up against the Patriots in the Super Bowl in 2018, loses the Patriots. He's like, I did some things in um in the lead-up to the game that I would take back. We aren't going to do those things now. They do those things. They have an awesome Super Bowl against the Bengals, and they win. And it's Sh uh, not Shanahan, McVay's first Super Bowl, his first victory, probably his only victory, because he just doesn't have the team for it, but McVay wins, he legitimizes himself as a great coach, one of the best to ever do it, in my opinion, especially at his age, I mean, he's, you want to know the weird thing about Sean McVay, Sean McVay has talked about retirement and stuff like that, because he's rich, he has a beautiful wife, you know, he's only 38 years old, beautiful wife, he has kids, or a kid, he's 38 years old, he's fucking, he's, he's made it, he's made it, why the fuck would he need to do anything else in his life now, like, why would he need to essentially just, like, make his life harder, it's like, bro, he's a made man, he's a capo in the mafia, you know, rich, living in Los Angeles, successful, beautiful family, etc., etc. He has everything a man could want. He's like, oh, I'm going to retire. Why not? But it's like he learned from his mistakes. Shanahan just doesn't. And it's just so weird to see 
how consistently Mike Shanahan does not learn from his mistakes. Like over and over and over again. He's just like, yep, just not going to learn from any of them ever whatsoever. Third loss, 10 years pretty much. Third Super Bowl loss. Like third Super Bowl loss that I can like directly point at Shanahan and be like, that is your fault. The Atlanta 28 to 3. Like, I honestly have no idea what's a worse loss. The 28 to no, I, I still think that it's the 28 to 3 Super Bowl loss against the Pats in 2016. That's still god awful because it's like you're up by such a huge margin. But at the exact same time, to me, this loss is even worse because you could have won it into overtime. You could have won it in regular time. You could have won it at the uh, at the beginning of the half. You had the Kansas City Chiefs on the ropes. It's just I. I mean, Kyle Shanahan. It's so frustrating. Fucking watch this guy. Because Kyle Shannon is one of the greatest coaches in the league currently. But he just, when it comes to the Super Bowl, he just cannot fucking win whatsoever. And it's, it is mind-boggling how big of a discrepancy it is in the Super Bowl and in regular season. Like, regular season, he's dominating. But it's like he gets to the Super Bowl and he's a pumpkin. And it's like, I mean, I talked about how I don't think that the 49ers success is relevant or not relevant, but uh, tied to Brock Purdy. I feel like it's tied to Kyle Shanahan. And then he lays like goose egg after goose egg after goose egg in the Super Bowl. And then you hear this like, it's not even like a report. It's not like an anonymous source comes out and says these things. It is the players that said that they did not know the rules of overtime. They didn't know that the rules changed. I mean, I knew about the rules. I was like, people people didn't know about the rules changing for overtime? People didn't know that? It's just like, I, I was shocked that, I was shocked that people were like, yeah, but like, we don't, we, we didn't know. That a lot of 49ers came out and said it. Just like I even I knew about it. That if you don't know what I'm talking about, because people were angry about Josh Allen not getting another shot at trying to beat Patrick Mahomes in the AFC championship game like two or three years ago, the NFL recently changed the rules where in the playoffs every single offense gets a shot on the field. And I would have assumed that that extended towards the Super Bowl, which it did. And so what I assumed was both teams, I assumed correctly, right? Or technically, I didn't even assume, I knew, right? That both teams were going to get a shot in overtime. I think even on the broadcast, I was looking for the rule changes and the SpongeBob broadcast, they kind of didn't, they they kind of knew what they were doing, but they, they had like a brief uh, description of what was going on. But I knew Patrick was going to get a shot. I knew that the um, the Niners were going to get a shot. And like in college football, right? You give the ball to your opponent. The 49ers win the coin toss. They should have given it to the Chiefs to say to the Chiefs, hey, Chiefs, guess what? You're going to have to either score a touchdown or you're going to risk the game and you're going to score a field goal. 
right? But regardless, our offense is going to have very little pressure. But what Kyle Shanahan said in his interview, and I just watched it today, Kyle Shanahan said that apparently analytics told them, which is cap, that's a lie, analytics told them to go for the, um, to take the ball, which I was like, that's that's just not correct, but I'll, I'll, sure, fine, we'll tell lies. But analytics apparently told them to go for it, they did not tell them to go for it, and and um, the Chiefs, not the Chiefs, the Niners take the ball, they go down the field, they of course don't score the touchdown because of Brock Purdy, and they don't score, uh, they only score field goal, Patrick Mahomes goes down the field, scores the game-winning touchdown, bada-bing, bada-boom, we know uh, the, uh, the Chiefs are the Super Bowl champions. But it's just one of those things that I'll watch Shanahan just not have his team prepared at all and I just, I, I just, I don't understand how you could have such a huge oversight. How the team could not know that this was, that the rules had changed. It was huge news, too. It wasn't like it was something that was quietly discussed. It was something that was majorly discussed. We had a lot of conversations around it. Or maybe not a lot of conversations around it, but it was something to me that was very well known. I didn't think that it was going to come in play because I didn't think that we would have a overtime in the Super Bowl or really in the playoffs. I mean, it's very rare to have an overtime in the playoffs, like in, in including the Super Bowl. Like the only time that we've had a Super Bowl go into overtime outside of this year was in 2016 with Tom Brady and, and the Atlanta Falcons. That was the only time that we had an, an overtime. So for me, I didn't expect that at all. But... I mean, but even for, but still, I knew the rules. So, Shanahan, the question kind of is, it's like, because I remember at one point in time, people were calling for his job, I think, during uh, the Trey Lance, Jimmy uh, Garoppolo thing, like, like, people were discussing whether or not he should be fired or not. I, I don't, I, I think, I think Kyle Shanahan probably is the best head coach in the best situation in the NFC but man, oh man, when he gets to the Super Bowl, like just disastrous things happen. And I just, I myself don't think that, well, this is the same team next year. 49ers have had five years of just like, we, we are very close to the Super Bowl. We're very close to winning it. We're in the AFC title game. They're kind of like the Buffalo Bills of the early 90s where they've gone to two Super Bowls in five years. They've been to a lot of NFC championship games. They've been one step close to going to the Super Bowl, one step close to winning it, and they just have not been able to seal the deal whatsoever on the, uh, on the Super Bowl at all whatsoever. And I think, to a large degree, it's on Shanahan. And now it's on Brock Purdy as well. And I just, I don't see it. I don't see either one of these guys. I don't see, I don't see Brock Purdy. I, I don't get Brock Purdy. And I'll, I guess I'll end the podcast with, I didn't expect to talk this long about the 49ers, but here we are. But... The long-term dynamics of the 49ers are that the 49ers will probably be on the decline next year, and somebody else is going to take their spot. I think so. Whether that's the Eagles or Dallas or now Detroit is kind of a huge player now. 
I don't really know, but every, I, I think I said it at one point in the podcast, I'll continue to say it. Every single team in the NFC is now looking to stop the run. They're not looking to stop Christian McCaffrey. They're now looking to stop, uh, make, make Christian McCaffrey's job a lot harder. And the interesting thing, the reason why Detroit and even Kansas City had a lot of success against the Niners is because at certain points, they've invested in good defensive linemen and also linebackers, right? Like, uh, what's his name? Jack Campbell, I think, out of Iowa uh, that got drafted by the Detroit Lions and Dan Campbell, right? This rookie who's kind of like a good linebacker, Nick Bolton of the Chiefs, Chris Jones, uh, Aleem McNeil for Detroit, right? Good defensive lineman, good linebacker play to shut down Chris McCaffrey, and Brock Purdy struggles. He really does. So, we'll see what happens, but I think teams are going to look sharper and harder at their pass rush, or not at their pass rush, but at their run stuffing. Teams are probably going to try and look out for another linebacker, like who's available. It's another reason, by the way, why Baltimore had success. Notice, notice how like a lot of teams that had success with the 49ers this year. Baltimore, right? Roquan Smith, great defensive line play. Chiefs, Nick Bolton, Chris Jones, Detroit. Noah Campbell, and also Lee McNeil, right? Linebackers, great front seven play. Great interior play. Shut down the run, you shut down the Niners. I was leaving the Chiefs last year. Did the Chiefs, not the Chiefs, the Eagles, excuse me. I was like, did they have Christian McCaffrey last year? I think they did, right? No, 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 they didn't trade for him this year. They had him last year. The Niners had him last year. Point still stands, right? Niners, I feel like, are in a little bit of trouble long-term. And Brock Purdy will be up for contract, for contract extension, not this season, so not like in the next couple of months, but next year. He'll be up. And I think he probably gets it, but he's Jimmy Garoppolo, man. He's Jimmy Garoppolo, and I'm kind of shocked that people are like, no, he's not. I'm like, are you sure about that? way I'm looking at him where he is now it's just like he is Jimmy Garoppolo 2.0 and 49ers are kind of just 49er fans I mean the comments essentially right now on that Shannon Sharp video that I played earlier on in the podcast are like you can't blame you can't blame Brock Purdy he's a second year player etc etc da 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 and it's just like he's a second year player who hasn't done anything I mean, sure, he's gone to a Super Bowl, but the point of going to a Super Bowl isn't to go to the Super Bowl. It's to win the Super Bowl. You know, missed a lot of throws, but hey, he went to the Super Bowl. Why not? Why not give him his congratulations? Why not give him his participation trophy? Because we know those age well, participation trophies. We know participation trophies, they age well. But um, anyways... I'm peacing out for tonight. I'll see you tomorrow. We'll talk about the Chiefs side of this. And um, we'll talk about the greatness of Patrick Mahomes. See you tomorrow. 24th podcast.